Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Episode 616 of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Woo! And this is the Fractural Report brought to you by Collectible before the opening bell. Or is it the Fractural Report before opening bell brought to you by Collectible? Well, Either you got it way, right the first time. You got it right the first time. And you nailed it. And the listeners, thank you for that. And this is an action-packed, information-jammed episode here. I mean, there's just so much stuff. Auctions ending, basically, as we are recording. Auctions ended last night. Auctions ended before that. We have news. We have baseball for the first time. We did a, a fractional report back. So we got that on the radar. And yet, none of that matters. The auctions don't matter. Uh, there's war, there's COVID, none of that, because what's the biggest news today? What's the biggest news? Brady's back. and life Brady's is good. back. He's back. I'm counting He's that back. as my win streak. Because when Brady plays, just life is better. Is that your I mean, not since Michael Jordan donned the 4-5 and said he was back. Not since Sir Mix-a-Lot explained that Baby got back. Has it been this big of a deal that someone is back? Tom Brady is back, folks. Tom Brady is back. Did Not see, that he did hasn't you see really Ravel left. pouring a little oh, salt on people's wounds. I was just going to say that. So that I would like to say we were going to talk about it. I was going to drop that in there. I was going to throw a number, right, just to make everybody who's had a uh, a loss, everybody who's had a miss, everybody's had a bad call. Five hundred and eighteen thousand six hundred twenty-eight dollars last night. So Saturday night, a Leland's auction ended. If you listen to this Monday, I, I contextualize the actual date for Tom Brady's quote last touchdown pass football, over half a million dollars. And hours after that, he comes out and announces, "Guess what? I am not retired." So you have to imagine that the person who won that is likely a huge Tom Brady fan. And he's probably sitting in his house right now, mansion likely, half a million dollars on football, saying, Tom, how could you do me like that? You couldn't have announced it like an hour ago? You know, you could have announced it a couple hours, you couldn't announce it yesterday? Information that would have been useful yesterday. You don't know the movie, but it's a Sandler line. People will message me. They know the movie. You thinking? Daddy? No. Happy Gilmore? Billy no. Madison? No. But you know, if you keep just, guessing, just go with it. Just, no. The wedding singer. I love singer. just go with it. The wedding oh. singer, because his, his intended, you know, advises him all of these horrible things the day after they got married. You know, for me, oh, the day Adam Sandler going to get married. So Entourage and Adam Sandler are kind of like, not my hero, but like my North Star. And I think our team, they'll tell you this, like, if you guys listen. I love to win with my friends. Like my dream is that I win, Cage wins, but everyone that's in our inner circle and in our outer circle wins. And I it's think Adam say, Sandler's the one that did that. He did that the best in real life. I think so. I mean, he keeps all of his friends in there. But I, I will tell you, I think of our team like Entourage. And I, I have a request from you. Sure. Can you yell victory? Victory. There you go, Johnny Drama. All right. What do you want to talk about today? We can talk about Brady. Just, just high level. What do you think that does to his assets? What do you think that does to Brady's prices? I think you see it kind of like the hype, and then it just mm -hmm. comes right back down to where it was. Yeah. I mean, 
it's interesting, right? Because it opens up a, a can of worms, right? There's a little bit of hype. I think there probably will be some people who run out and grab some more of his cards because we've talked about this. We've talked about how there's upside, downside, you know, risk reward. And if you believed he was retired, there was no longer any on-field potential upside to add to his cards. There was upside as far as just asset growth over time, like we've seen with other great players, other GOATs, other you know iconic players. And sure, that was there with Brady, more probably than almost anyone else, because he is a clear-cut, clearly defined greatest to ever do it. Um, but you didn't have any on-field potential. And now with an announcement of I'm back, depending upon what you think his prospects are in Tampa, he has a shot to win again. He has a shot to put up another season. He did have more passing touchdowns last year than anybody else in the league. He wasn't the MVP, but he was definitely in the running. So there's a potential for some on-field upside. Maybe he wins the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden the cards are kicked into, you know... Do you, do you think there's a bit of a supply run? Like, do you think that with this news, people who might have wanted to get out? Or do you think anyone who wanted to sell Brady up until this point, they've already sold Brady's cards? I think so. I think Brady holders, the people are holding Brady's, but you're right. I mean, it could be an opportunity if somebody wanted to have some liquidity and get out of Brady cards. This is an opportunity. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. What's funny about it is I'd like to say that he is shrewd, right? Because he watched. He didn't watch all of the free agency, but he watched the NFC actually get weaker. The two top dominoes in the quarterback world fell. And while Aaron Rodgers stayed in the mm-hmm. NFC, he is not afraid of Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, clearly. He took him out with Tampa Bay two years ago. You know, um, He's not afraid of that Green Bay team. The Green Bay team has money problems. Um, you know, Yes, they got Rodgers in there, but they, you know, they tagged Devontae, and um, they are going to have trouble signing a lot of their guys, the Smith brothers, uh, Bobby Tunyon, the whole crew. So that team's actually going to probably get worse. And you saw Russell Wilson leave Seattle. Not that they were a real threat anyway, but they could have retooled around him. And he's now in the AFC. It means the NFC got weaker. Um, and there's not really much in the way of other you know, quarterbacks out there who are going to come to the NFC that Tom Brady is you know, quaking in his boots about. You know, if you saw Russell Wilson come to his division, maybe. You know, maybe if he saw you know, New Orleans retool with uh, you know, a, couple of, a couple of good players and Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, maybe, maybe this decision is different. Who knows? But I think what he looks at is exactly what I was talking about on yesterday's show. If you're Deshaun Watson, go to Carolina and you win the division because it's just that weak of a division. Well, Tom Brady said, hey, I listen to Cage. He, you know, he messages me all the time. And he said, you know what, Cage, you're right. This division is a, is a walk. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to win every game. I'm going to be undefeated in my division. And I'm going to walk into the playoffs probably with a bye. If I could be honest, I'm taking a, a, a page out of his book. I'm going to just start listening to Cage more. <laughs> we do 616 episodes and no, like no bullshit. I mean, you called that right I on. I did say he wasn't retiring. I will say that to the folks. I did say he wasn't retiring. Also, I'm the basketball guy, but Cage talked about Desmond Bain before I did. And he talked about Jason Tatum before I did. And his card just got bought out. For yeah, but you, 2X. You were heavy 2X. on Tatum. You were heavy on Tatum. I just said the Celtics looked like they were good. You really went went deep on Tatum and you were right, man. And I well, talk you, about a an offer you watch the, the analysis of the card. Yes, the card itself. Less Tatum, more if you see the 1010, the premium being paid for the National Treasures cards for those type of cards. You know, you saw a Luca, and I'm, I mean, Luca and Tatum is actually a decent comparison, 
right? I know Luke is a hobby darling and Tatum doesn't have that kind of love, except in the Northeast. It was a fair comparison, right? They both have a lot of potential. Neither of them have ever done anything yet on an individual or team basis. Um, but you saw the Luca 1010 National Treasure sell for, you know, for how much? $750,000. And this wasn't right. that, but it was a 1010. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, it was sitting there for a fraction, pennies on the dollar for what some of these other, you know, high end cards are. I don't know if this was late December. It was actually below IPO price because if you guys remember, Celtics and Tatum did look good in the first quarter of the season. Uh, yep. Maybe this was like early December. So yours is a very much like a bounce back play. Like this one was yep. oversold. People are trying to get out. Um, but no, you've, you've been you've been spot on for, for a long time. So anything else with Brady? I mean, there's no Watson cards on um, collectible. So it's not really no. impacting the fractional report. But anything else on Brady? Any Any thoughts? I thought it was cool to see Johnny Unitas bounce back like he did this week. I yeah. think people sleep on him. So I'll, I'll tell you guys why I bring that, that up. That was one so of your I plays, did. remember? Remember you talked about the Unitas. Yep. So the Unitas card had a so top three gainers this week. The Tatum card up 48.9%. It was a buyout, really. It was two offers. One was too low. People rejected it. Came in for $100,000 after it was accepted. But the 1957 tops, Johnny United's PSA 10, up 41% this week. And it's actually, I think it's going to have another week, uh, Cage, where you see it run because it's down 11% from IPO. So it was a big bounce back week. But I'll, I'll pull this up. I mean, look at this. It was $3.15 a share and then huge bounce back week. But it's still trading at. Significant discount, 10 11% down from IPO price. And this is a card I talked a lot about because he is a legend of the game. And I, I, I th- I'm curious where you stand on it. It's a beautiful eight, nicely centered. I love the card. I mean, is he really card nice more relevant? Yeah, I mean, he? listen, he is because, you know, the more you talk about Brady this year, it's all... You have to think this is now swan song year. We've got to see that with a couple of greats. Mariano Rivera, everybody knew he was retiring. It was, you know, hey, he's going to go into every stadium and they're going to celebrate him and, you know, he's going to you know, get something from each team and blah, blah, blah. You have to think that Brady this year, this is going to be it. Like, I think people people are going to just assume this is now the, the Brady walk year, right? And every time he goes into a stadium, it's his last time playing there. It's his last time playing against this team, last time playing against Mahomes in the regular season. Sort of like, you know, the Coach K stuff, which... Thank you, Duke. You obviously do not care about Coach K's legacy, but that's a story for another episode. Um, but in any event, um, yeah, I, I think it matters. And I think what you're going to get out of that is you're going to get a lot of conversation, a lot of analysis about his career, a lot of retrospective about him, a lot of, hey, you know, Brady just did this on the field. Brady just had this number touchdown. Brady just had this many yards. Let's look back at other quarterbacks who have played the game. And your man right there is going to be one of a few names that, that he will be compared to as one of the greats of a generation. So I do think it's relevant. I, do, I think he's cardboard relevant for that reason. And it's why the go This is his farewell tour? This is his Kobe farewell tour? I think so. I think so. You know, it's, uh, it's like uh, Rocky said. This, he's got something left in the basement. You know, he's got to get it out of the basement. You know, when he, when he fought, I forget, Rocky Balboa, one of, the, one of the more forgettable ones where, like, you know, he fought against, uh, was it Tarver? Um, Mason the line Dixon he fought in that one right because it was like a video game simulation he's like I still got something in the basement 
So Brady's still got something in the basement, you know, and he wants to get it out. So third gainer. Shoeless. Well, before Brady, but wait, before we get okay. into that, I, because we, you asked about Brady, whether or not I think anything's relevant. I do want to talk about one asset of Brady's that's on here that cool. we do have a comp for that we don't. So the, the I've talked about this, the basket. The, uh, the 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 ticket basket, right? So that's the one that is uh, the playoff contenders rookie ticket Tom Brady basket. We have the BGS times two, um, and I've mentioned this only because it's not the card, right? It's not the one that is only numbered a hundred and sells for millions of dollars, but it's the same type. So we have two BGS nine with ten autos, right? And mm-hmm. the current trading on this is one hundred ninety eight thousand dollars for the basket. Means just under a hundred each, so ninety nine thousand dollars each. That trading price obviously doesn't take into account him coming back, which might bring a slight uptick. In addition, we just had a golden auction end on one of these, also BGS 910, and it sold for $115,200. Another comp that's very similar you know, to this. We've had a lot of comps. I've talked about this. But if you, this if one's you 200000 for two. For two. For two. So uh, we're at 99. Two using the golden auction price would be $230,000, which would show a nice – no, approximately 15% increase, you know, where our comp, our asset, the asset on collectible is approximately, you know, 15% below uh, the most recent comp. And that comp doesn't take into account today's announcement that he's potentially, that he's back and that might actually kick it into gear also. So I, I might see some, you know, my, I'd look for some activity on this one when trading opens because of the recent comp and because of the Brady news. Shoot. All right. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Did, did we talk about this car last week? We did. The blank back. Yep. So up 32% this week. Just something to kind of keep keep your eye on. And top three decliners. All three were two were Kobe game-worn memorabilia. And another one was a LeBron James BGS non-rookie card. So the 1996 game-worn and signed rookie sneakers, which I actually think are incredibly rare, uh, I, people always want the rookie and how, how many times like Kobe signed everything, but how many game worn and rookie signed sneakers are there? So that's a buyout opportunity. It's interesting cage. Kobe kind of has fallen out of flavor. Like I'm, I'm trying yes. to sell one of, one of my Kobe cards, no biters at all, which is yeah. crazy to think because one year ago, Kobe was all the talk. You've been through cycles. Why is that? Why does that kind of stuff happen? Well, Kobe had, you know, two things happen in the same year that made a lot of his, his cards really run like crazy, right? Obviously, he, he passed away. And then you also had the crazy cycle of the card values going up. So it kind of doubled down, and people were just crazy clamoring for Kobe cards. Um, and I think, um, you know, they really got ahead of themselves in that, in that first quarter last year. Um, I wouldn't say that Kobe cards are so far and away, you know, they're getting beat up any more than say LeBron's Kobe and LeBron ran like crazy. They ran together. Remember the Kobe Chrome, the LeBron Chrome, their base rookies. They kind of both ran into the high thirties, $40,000. And they both come down significantly. The, The difference that, you know, that LeBron has is that he's still out there and could potentially do stuff and can bolster his cards up when you have somebody like Gary V out there saying, oh, I need to buy more LeBron cards. And when you have, you know, LeBron going out there and dropping 50 points twice in the same week and leading the league in scoring, it does, you know, it does have some more interest on his cards than you would normally see when you see for like a Kobe item. So look at this cliff, Cage. Yeah. So look at how this, so this is his game more. I know this is hideous. This He referred to Adidas as the other company. So. This isn't aesthetic, but Cage, 
How many Kobe rookie season auto game worn sneaks are there? And this one IPO'd at over 100,000, 132,000. And now it's trading at almost half of that, 73,000 after it fell off a cliff. So if you're a Kobe memorabilia guy, if you're a Kobe collector, I think it's a really interesting time to buy into this, especially after the sell-off. I expect a little bit at least of a bounce back uh, this week. Another one, we have the final season <laughs> sneakers, also Kobe stuff, yeah. Can and you do me a favor? You sure. know how, Can you pull up that emblems? Um, the, the, the LeBron also down 35% this week. So that, yeah, that was one of your three you talked about. I don't even know what this card looks like. And when I do my blind analysis of the data, this was one of three that came up to take a look at because it was a $20 IPO. It was $20 for the longest time. And just this week it fell from 20 to 13, right? That is a drop. Please, please. Non-rookie, ugly patch, and then I think it's a nine auto, ten auto. Interesting. I think it's a little bit faded right there. Uh, th- that's what I would go for. Not an ugly patch. I-, I don't really like this at all. It's like E and then another E looking back at each other. Non-rookie, and then the auto isn't that clean. Those were mine. I mean, there's uh, over ten thousand shares of this. So I still I I still think the the you know market cap is is hundred thirty something thousand dollars, and I, I think basically you know what is it about this card that should hold it out and make it a six figure you know um, card? It's not a rookie, right? Second not year, and there's a lot of these cards mm-hmm. out there, you know. So that's an interesting one. It definitely is. But can I stick with LeBron for a second? Absolutely. All right. Can you pull up? We talk about this one, and it's not a direct comp. But it's just one that, you know, I think is, if you're a LeBron believer, the the exquisite RPA out of 99 BGS 8.5, the big boy, you know, the one that has many, many times over sold for, is that a top shot moment that's coming soon? We're going to have to talk I about ju- that. I just saw this cage. Okay. We're going to have to talk about that. You're, you're, you're veering off. This is what happens. You give Andrew it's not my fault. I search LeBron. It's like a and I kid on coming. YouTube. You know, they go down the path. All of a sudden, they got a playlist set up, and you know, he's watching videos he's not supposed to be watching. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> but we can get into that. We should definitely open. So the LeBron, the exquisite, the uh, the RPA at a ninety nine rookie exquisite, the BGS uh, eight and a half. So you know, this is the big boy, right? I mean, this is a card that sold for millions of dollars. You have an eight eight five here with a current trading price of a million nine eight five, right? So oh, just under one point one. So I, I bring this up because we have a recent comp at nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars. But but can you click on the other side of this one? Can you show the other side? Is this a ten auto or a nine auto? It's a ten auto. So the one point one million in value on collectible is an eight five with a ten auto. Golden auctions just sold an eight with a nine auto with a very similar patch for nine sixty, right? There's a huge difference between a nine auto and a ten auto, and a huge difference in pricing between a BGS eight and an eight and a half. I believe on this card, maybe not so much because obviously it's a huge card. But if you're talking about those levels there, the pricing difference between an eight with a nine auto and an eight and a half with a ten auto should be significant. And if the most recent comp on an eight with a nine auto is nine hundred sixty thousand, then this one at one point one is looking a little bit nicer. 
just throwing that out there for a recent couple of golden that just ended this weekend. Something you say a lot, Cage, is uh, mm-hmm. don't necessarily buy what you like, buy what other people will want to buy from you or yep. some version of that. But if you guys are out there, you understand exactly what I mean. I think the market is anticipating a scoring title for LeBron. And even though that's not a huge deal because we've watched the embarrassment that the Lakers have been this year, the market thinks it's a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. You see a, a team that's in ninth place – that's under 500, that's completely disappointed, LeBron still sets record prices. LeBron cards are are increasing in value. It, it's interesting. I have I a question for it. you because it's LeBron. You could pull the card up. Can you pull up the Black Refractor Rookie BGS95? Sure. And my question for you because you have – You've done this. When you got into the hobby, you were deep into this, cracking BGS cards, trying to get PSA 10s out of it. Take a look at this one. Let's see what the subgrades are. And if I tell you, so that looks like a, a, a true gem, right? It looks like 9.5 straight across? Yeah. I wouldn't give it a true gem if I was the grader. I okay, so what's the market cap on this center. one right now? So we have, guys, we're talking about the – the 2003 Topps Chrome Black Refractor Rookie, which is out of 500, I believe, um, in a BGS True Gem 9.5 on collectible. It gives a market cap right now trading of what? About $117,000? Okay, I bring this up because in Golden's auction that just ended Saturday night, a PSA 10. 10. So obviously, remember, one on collectible, it's a True Gem, mm-hmm. straight 9.5 across at 117. A True Gem... Sold, including the buyer's premium, for $240,000. A little bit more than double what this BGS 9.5 sold for. So I give you that for the data. I'm going to leave it to you now to tell me whether you think that's fair, whether you think a BGS 9.5 true gem is 50%. Should it be less? Should it be more? What do you think happens with that new data point of $240,000 for that card in PSA 10 versus what you're looking at at 117? So when the PSA 10 LeBrons were... About eleven thousand dollars for the base. I bought a true gem plus plus for eight thousand eight hundred bucks. About eighty percent of the value, eighty-three percent of the value. And I, I wasn't gonna crack it, cracking is scary. I was gonna try to cross it over. And it didn't cross. And it was a beautiful 10. It was a beautiful had a 10 centering and a 10 edges, 9.5 corners, 9.5 surface. It didn't cross. So it, it does seem like it's an opportunity, but PSA is so strict on these cards, these LeBron cards with a lot of value. They know how much crossing it over adds to the value. I think it, it might be underpriced in BGS. Uh, I don't think a quad 9.5 should be less than 50%. I think a quad 9.5 should be around 60 to 70%. So if you're buying it for that, I think it's a good value. I think if you, if so, if you think someone's going to buy it out to cross it or crack it, I don't see it happening just the way PSA is grading right now. Okay. So let me stay in basketball and do a little piece that I like to call Keep a tale of two boxes. A tale of two <laughs> boxes. Okay. And don't get, don't get you, you, your, your mind always goes to a bad place. Don't get dirty. I mean, I mean, never makes sense why people call that box. Tale I, I never two boxes. Why people... All right. We're not going to talk about that right now. It's a different show for a different day. Tale of two boxes. Guys, the, uh, the 03 exquisite box fell from $14 a share to $12.25 a share. Um, but at the uh, you know at the at the market cap that it's at now, it's still way above the seventy two seventy three thousand dollars that it was uh, that the last couple of comps sold this for. You can take a look at that one, yeah. So it had a bad week, um, but the market cap is still just slightly under hundred, still in the nineties. 
So this is one I look at, you know, it fell. It definitely fell, you know, 10, 15% this past week. But I've been calling that for the last couple of weeks. So this does not surprise me. And, and I, I wanted to think like, so just be careful on this one. You know, if you're looking at one that, you know, I, I wouldn't jump into just yet, this is definitely it. Um, the other the other thing is, so a wax box is dead. So can you pull up for me on the, um, on the platform here, the 1986 FLIR wax box? So we've talked about this because, you know, we saw, you know, the, the, the PSA 10s of like Johnny Moore and those guys sell for a little bit more. So Waxbox 86 FLIR, this one here is sitting with a market. You can take a look. What's the market price on this or the market value on this one? Market cap is 198. 198,000, right? So almost up, up 200. Up from 183. Up from 183. So I want to make sure everybody knows we are trying to be as, as straight shooting as we can here, right? So that exquisite box. Um, is still high as an asset on collectible compared to what recent comps are. But Golden had an 86 Fleer box sell yesterday in their auction, and it ended at $240,000, including the buyer's premium. So if it's a 240, the asset's sitting here on um, on collectible at 198 or 100, yeah, 198.4, I think is what it's at, is significantly below that. It's 20% below. And we will note because we, you know, we try to talk about this. It's not, you know, it's not all collectible. There's the same 86 Fleer box sitting on Rally trading at about $180,000. So they're, uh, they're both there. So, you know, I don't know whether or not this is one where this will be the week where that box catches up to a recent comp, whether that's just one outlier comp. But we do want to point out that from a fractional perspective, the market cap on those boxes right now do seem a little bit lower than what people are paying. Uh, maybe fractional hasn't caught up to some of those recent singles prices that people are potentially cracking boxes for or keeping the boxes open for as this 86 FLIR set becomes, you know, the chase set that people are trying to build in high grade. Kevin Durant, a 53-point nice. game today. 53 or 55? Yeah, man. 53, 53, 50, I think it was. 53, yeah. And that's after blowing out the Sixers. So let me give you last week's data, and then I'll tell you what I think is going to happen this week. So last week he has two cards on collectible. Uh, he has the high school game-worn jersey. That one was flat last week, actually no trading. And then he has his refractor from 07, the PSA 10. That one was up 2%. I think we see both of those, but more than likely the refractor, this week start to move. After the blowout of the of the Sixers, after his 53-point game, after the people kind of were getting excited, oh, this Nets team, they could really scare some people in the playoffs. I think the next one, two, three weeks before playoffs, you're going to see a little bit of movement on that card. So I love the call, and I love the Durant action. You know, I've given this card. This card is fluctuating between twenty and thirty thousand dollars. What's the current market cap? Because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make this a fun little show. People love when we do point counterpoint and go against you on the Durant Chrome, not the other one, just the Chrome. And I'll tell you why in a second. I think the market cap is over twenty on this. I'm pulling it up, brother. Thank pulling you. It up right it now. The market cap is 25, right in the middle. 25,000. So here's why it's uh, problematic. It's not just Golden that had auctions end this week. Your favorite people over at Alt also had their liquid auction end. And I know you're a fan of this, and I don't want you to you know, burn your fingers you know, trying to pull up the Alt liquid auctions and your Alt data and the whole nine yards. But if you did pull that up there, what you would see is – Two days ago on Alt Liquid Auctions, the last bid and a winning bid for the same Durant PSA 10 refractor was $16,603. Wow. 
Wow. So recent comp at 16.6 and an alt value of 18.696.77. Um, I don't so think while, alt's a good, a good uh, benchmark, by the way. I mean, it's just I, I think comp. a lot of – yeah, but a lot of this stuff ended light, man. Like let, let's this Jordan. Like the jaw? So, oh, so ja, you say a lot of the ja, stuff ended light, right? A lot of stuff ended light. I have a couple of other cards that are comp to, to the alt where the alt price is higher than what we have on collectible. So we can def- we can definitely go through a couple of them if if you want, but that one there for that reason I don't think that they're good. I think they either end too high or too low. I don't think they're a good benchmark, but but I don't want to knock you off your they, course. I apologize. No, I mean just it's it's one it's one data point, right? The Durant ended at twenty five. A recent sale in alt, you can buy that card. You know, this past week it was sixteen thousand six hundred and three. Another alt, if you want to pull up, go to the top, the Herbert PSA nine. You, it was like the first one. It was next to the Durant. It was like the top row. So there is you, – you saw that, Kevin, the, yep. the Durant right there. The Herbert. Click on that Herbert right there. So that's a recent a recent sale on Herbert, the National Treasures Gold RPA, right? That's number to 10, I think, the one that sold on Alt. It'll load up in a second maybe. Um, anyway, that card, um, that's sold for $160,000. It's a PSA 9 numbered out of 10. The comp is there is a 20 National Treasures, Hidden Treasures, um, BGS 9, so not a PSA 9, BGS 9 on collectible, numbered out of five. That's trading at $60,000. So you had this one here. Go ahead. I got to tell you, man, I, I can't understand for the life of me the sustained record sales of Herbert. The guy has done nothing, and he has, he's so beloved. Yeah. Is he going to be I the mean, Luke of the NFL? He may. So let me just do a couple more. We don't. You don't have to open them up, right? So in addition, on alt, right? Josh Allen BGS nine five gold prism sold for one hundred and twelve thousand dollars. A BGS nine five. We also on collectible also has a BGS nine five with a current trading price of one hundred and thirty two thousand dollars. The alt was one hundred and twelve. We talked about the Durant, the Floyd Mayweather Browns boxing is currently trading at twenty two thousand on collectible. It sold for fourteen seven in that liquid auction. There it is, right there. You've pulled that one up, and the the Panini Sports Mega Cracks Lionel Messi. We have a there's a basket on the collectible data yep. that's at forty one. The PSA ten, the main card from it, sold for thirteen three. So just a couple of you know a couple of comps there. The Herbert was higher. It's a different Herbert. It's a different card, obviously. But, um, you know, some of the alt auctions, um, you know, definitely ended with some comps that are a little bit lower than what uh, the cards are trading for on, um, you know, on collectible presently. What else you got? My dad had a good take on Messi and LeBron. He talks about how these guys go to, to teams to kind of to have their swan song. And he asked me, do you think Messi actually hurt PSG? And I asked him why. I thought, I thought he played incredibly well. I thought Verratti should have passed him the ball to, for an opportunity and he says but he doesn't defend he doesn't work on defense and it reminded me a little bit about lebron as well in that in that scenario where people at the tail end of their career they kind of want to go but not it's not that they're not buying into the what makes the team win it's just they they don't have the legs right so they can't defend they can't play as hard as they once could because that they're on the tail end of their career and they may not go there to win you know, we always think someone wants to go somewhere to win, right? You go to the Lakers to win. You go to PSG, team up with Neymar and Mbappe to win. 
he had a good interesting point he's like he, he went there you know because the workload is a lot lighter for him he yep. can't do that at barcelona yeah uh, and i'd never thought of it and because the what i think makes man city so successful is how, if you guys watch them they defend like hawks every single one of them sprinting around the field psg Messi doesn't really work off the ball. And it was it was interesting. I didn't think about it until my dad said it. I think what makes Man City awesome is that they just happen to have $130 million sitting there and said, hey, Holland, we have your money. I know, no. but think about this. Think about this. Who's Man City's biggest star? Forget Holland right now. I have no idea. You have no I idea. Have no clue. I have no they clue. have a huge bankroll. De Bruyne is a star, and they have incredible players. Oh, but every single one of those guys is bought into the system. And they work on offense, but dude, star, on defense, yeah. they are moving. They are on it. But when you have Neymar, Mbappe, and uh, Messi, how, much do, wanna, how yeah. much do they want to work on defense, right? They want to score goals. When you have Anthony Davis, Westbrook, LeBron, how much do they want to work on defense? They want to get dunks. Uh, I hadn't even thought about it till we didn't talk about that PSG game where they lost to Madrid. I, I thought Messi played great, but I was like, brought that up, so... It's funny, your dad's probably watched more soccer than both of us combined and three 100%. other people because I don't really watch that much soccer, so I don't really add much to that equation. But he's definitely knowledgeable when it comes to soccer. He knows his stuff. And it's a valid point, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, the stars today, um, they have a phrase they use that the old stars would laugh at, load management. You know, so now we've had an episode where we talked about, you know, the tale of two boxes. We've talked about load management. And, you know, we should uh, find a way to wrap this one up and take it home. Were we already 33 minutes in? I thought we just got started. Oh, dude. Well, listen, we went through a lot of comps. We went through a lot of different stuff. And what I love from you at this point is to kind of go over where we are with IPOs, kind of go over, you know, the IPO schedule. We, you talked a little bit about the Tatum buyout, which, you know, obviously got another, you know, another higher bid and was accepted. Um, you know, that was a perfect storm right, right there. But go ahead. Let's so go. let me go through this week's IPOs first. So, and then. These are ones that I don't love, but there's two really similar ones. I'll tell you what I love when I don't love. So you have next Sunday, March 20th, the 1994 Charles Barkley game-worn Suns jersey. 56 points, which was his career high. 151,000. I got to tell you, man, Charles had a really interesting career. Really interesting career. But his post-playing career might even be better than any other player oh, yeah. ever. He's oh, so yeah. beloved. He's so beloved. He's Him and so Jack. revered. And, and that's Shaq. why they're kind of connected, like the yep. two of them, Chuck and Shaq show. Let's flip that now. We have this two. Talk about, by the 15th. way, you know what Charles Barkley's nickname was? Talk about not one that rolls off the tongue because it's not like quick. It's not like Mamba. The round mound of rebound. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Charles wasn't that fat. Like, I know they kind of, he's a big body, but he wasn't fat. I would say no. Shaq was even fatter than him. Um, no way. You don't think so? When he, when he came in the league, Shaq was, Shaq was pretty no, ripped no. up. I mean, he when he came he in the league, for sure. Bit, yeah. But then he got big. 2003 Shaq was kind of fat. 2006 Shaq was even fatter. Um, the Joel Embiid, first 50-point game, game-worn jersey, 37,000. With these guys still playing, game-worn stuff doesn't hold the same, the, the same value, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. I'm with you. I mean, just ask the guy who paid $518,000 for the last touchdown. It's not going to be the last touchdown. You got to be careful with people still playing. You don't know what their legacy is going to be. 
You have so no clue. You don't know if 100%. he's going to go do something stupid, illegal, and get in trouble that way. You don't know if he's going to go and get a 100-point game, and you're going to want that jersey, and this one's going to yep. mean nothing. Yep. So Wednesday, March 16th, we have the 2017 Topps Chrome Orange Refractor of Mbappe in a BGS 9, 54,000. That's interesting. That's a card that people prefer in a PSA 10 of a guy that now with uh, Holland maybe going to Man City, this guy's the next guy on the move. So th- there is might be a little speculation there. And then we have Cristiano Ronaldo on the back of a, of a hat trick this weekend. Hat-trick. His 2002 Panini. The first Portugal goal was sweet. Sticker. Did you see those goals? Did you watch those goals? He, 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 he's got a rip. Uh, yeah, he's got a little, he's got a little, little rip to him. It's good stuff. A little, little bleem team. Uh, 109,000, 45% retained. So that's what's coming up. IP, do you want me to go through the IPOs that already happened? No, no. I mean, like, we could talk about guys just because they'll probably go this week. Maybe the Kobe will have some stuff left. But, you know, the, the IPOs that still have a little bit left, that NBA 50 greatest lithograph 101 uh, with 100,000 mark cap, only about 32% left. The Kofax PSA 8 with a, a, a tiny market cap of 42,000 only has 18% left. I'm sure that will fill this week. Same with the Milton Bradley, Nolan Ryan, PSA 9. That's a cool card. Really low pop on that. About a quarter of it remaining. The, uh, the Kobe Bryant game-worn sneakers, 76% remaining. So there may be a little time on that. Um, In-app this week, we still have the Reggie Jackson, the Paul Molitor, PSA 10 from 1978, the, um, the O2 um, Ronaldo we talked about, and the triple logo man, your favorite combination of Duncan, Yao, and Dirk on the same card. Um, that one's in there as well. But yeah, I mean, lots of fun stuff going on. And guys, you know, enjoy it. This is a crazy couple of weeks in sports. I love sitting down and do the episode with you because, you know, baseball is back. Um, I would imagine you'll probably see some movement in some of the cards. Um, you know, as we start to get some news of people reporting to camp, you know, if the Dodgers make a big splash um, and maybe sign Correa, maybe that actually impacts Mookie Betts' cards. So, you Definitely. know, be nimble, right? Pay attention to the news. Pay attention to the hot stove, as they call it. Um, you got Brady coming follow, back. And, follow beat writers. Yeah. Yeah. To, you follow know, um, and, and so you got football news, you got free agents and signings and trades going on in football that'll impact this stuff. And, you know, so it'll be fun. The next couple of weeks are going to be some, some jam packed episodes and, and there's auctions ending all the time. We just had alt and golden give us some great comps next week. When we do the episode, the PWCC premier auction will have just ended. And that's gonna, sure going to have some comps that are relevant for you also. So there's always news. There's always sports. There's always data. Makes the show a lot of fun. We we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Dad, what else you got? And if you're on a losing streak, Uh-oh. if you're not having good luck, just remember you could have bought Tom Brady's last touchdown pass last night. For half a million dollars. For 518 grand. We love you guys. We'll be back next week. And in two weeks, we might do the show live from Mint Collective. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.